for joining us on the AR Vibes Good Vibes podcast. This is a little bit different here today. This is going to be our first episode that's going to be video and audio. And we have a special guest for you joining us today. It's one of my best friends, one of my brothers, and an artist, Larry DeVille. See him on the other side here. He's going to be joining us today. Um, as you saw, what I do with Mike Strong in one of the last interviews. I, <clears throat> I try not to call them interviews. I want to make them more open conversations and get you people in the community good feedback and and pretty much stories and ideas of what Larry DeVille has gone through to get to where he is today, why he produces music, how he produces music, and what drives him. We're going to talk about mindset, law of attraction, talk about God at some points, and we're going to talk all different types of things to really give you a little bit of his story, where he comes from, where he is today, and where he's going. Um, with that, I'm going to pass it over to you, Larry. I want you to say a couple words about yourself. Say hi to the community. And actually, before you do that, Larry's also one of the founders of AR Vibes. I didn't want to throw that out there too soon, but he's all, he's one of the founders. So he's been on with us since day one. He's been helping grow this, this organization and making it what it is today. And um, the biggest thing in his life, besides his beautiful daughters, though, is 100% his music career outside of that. And I love the music he makes, and we're going to get into it today. And if we're lucky, I haven't asked him yet, even though he's one of my best friends. Maybe we can get a little sample of some new stuff. I know he's, I know he's got new stuff. Maybe we can get a little sample tonight on the podcast. I so think Larry, that might, that you that might be possible. It's possible? <laughs> I could do that for you. Awesome. Say what's up. Say what's up. What's going on? What's going on? I want All to right, say so thank you for, you, for, you for having this interview today. Good. Sorry, brother. No, I said I want to say thank you for having this interview today. I was glad that we finally got to do it. Of course, man. Thank you. And actually, you know what? I'm going to give you a shout out as one of the founders. Even doing interviews, that was a big suggestion from you as one of my best friends. So I appreciate you. And I'm happy we're finally here as well. Uh, you've been very busy. I've been very busy. We've Always. been time. Things have just kind of got on the way, in the way. And, and in reality, I've been slacking. So we're here. Happy to be here. And I, I know it's going to be a good conversation. Let's just dive right into this. Let's just dive Let's right go, in. Let's go, bro. Let's um, go. I'm not going to make this too much question and answer. So you you saw the Mike Strong interview. That was the only interview I've done so far. We're going to do a bunch more going forward. But yeah. similar to that one, it's, I'm going to ask different questions and things will come up as we go through. But mainly, I just want to be an open conversation about all the topics we bring up and just let people know who you are and, and you, you know your mindset, what you think about different topics. So to start... What I would love for you to share with the community is, like, just just a, a base story of who Larry DeVille is, how you got into music. I know that can be a – you could talk for years about why you do music, where it comes from. But like, just a high level, how you got into it, where it started, and why you do why you do music. And tell people a little bit about yourself and why you do it. Um, I think that's, like, the – that is, like, an easy question to answer. Um, if you asked me that question, like, 10 years ago, um, I wouldn't be able to answer it as easy as I think I can now. Um, first of all, my name is Larry. Um, I'm many things. I'm a business owner. I own a barbershop. I'm a father. Um, and I also have been pursuing music for the better part of like close to 15 years. Um, music has always been a huge part of my life. Um, whether it was my father or my grandpa, my grandfather, my uncle, my aunts, um, music, playing music, singing, 
um, has always been just a huge part of my life. And I was always like super uncomfortable with the idea of coming out of my shell and singing or doing anything in front of people as a child. And I'm talking like young. Um, when I was when I was young enough to not really have a conscience or like understand that people were watching what I was doing and if I was good at it, like wanted me to do it, like I never cared. Like my sister and I would be singing music and performing in the basement to like Michael Jackson and stuff as kids. And then when I started to hear it or like get to an age where I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I stopped, I shelled up. Um, but music was always a huge part of my life. Um, I really like delved into music personally, like in private, um, in high school and in like, in like seventh, sixth, seventh and eighth grade, fifth grade, even, um, I always had like a fascination with like R and B and, and singers and stuff that I would listen to as, as a child. And I mimicked those voices and, um, those artists and stuff that I, that I grew up listening to, whether it was like as old as like new kids on the block and new edition and boys to men and stuff, or as I matured a little bit and got into like artists like Joe and, and genuine and Usher and stuff like that. And then it progressed more and more and more. Um, I always kept music to myself and I think at a certain age, um, I was real young. I was in high school and I had a long-term girlfriend. Um, and this was like, I don't even know, probably like five or six years, but as a kid, I think we've all been in that position where like you have that first real relationship and you think it's oh, yeah. forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got, I don't mean to cut you off brother, but you know me, I got tattoos from the first six year long. We, we live and we learn. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, but that's when music, as far as, uh, as far as me being like an artist like really came into fruition um so we we went through like a I went through a breakup um and it and it's almost laughable now but <laughs> it was the most devastating thing like in my life um and one thing I started to do um to just like just to feel confident again and to feel like you know, like, why am I hiding this talent? Why am I hiding this? And probably in a way to like, to like, show off a little bit now, like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted that like validation. Yeah. Um, and I knew I was a good singer, or at least decent. Um, so I started releasing like little covers of songs when I was younger. And uh, from then I started recording here and there. Uh, with friends and music is just taking me on this journey that I'm sure we'll get into that is just it's unbelievable and it's an incredible and it's like a it's a freeing experience and it's it's one of the most important things other than like the obvious my children and I'm so proud of like my business and stuff and everything that I have um, but music is the most important thing to me in my life it's the, it's the way you express yourself to the world like you know me, I love music more than most people I've ever met. Like, when it comes to lyrics, like, we talk all the time. I'm always reaching out to, like, Larry, like, have you seen this song? Like, of course I know that song. And I'm like, and these lyrics are really mean. And, like, that's what I love about your, 
your sense of style and your connection to music as well as a friend because I have a lot of acquaintances, not a ton of friends, but the people I became friends with in my life. Yeah. That's one area we all connected on deeply was music. As weird as yeah. it's like, and the minute I heard your music, I was like, oh my god, like this is so. Not only is this great music, and it fits the genres I like. You have you hit multiple genres at different times, and yeah. it's very unique to the point where I'm gonna bring this up nice and early in the interview. My sister has met Larry a few times. She was in my car one day, and we're going for a ride, and we're on shuffle, just playing all different tracks, all different artists. And a new song that Larry put out that she never heard came on, and we're just listening. And she goes, that sounds just like Larry. He's such a good singer. I'm like, that is Larry. And she goes, oh, my God. She freaked out. Her next words were like, how does everyone not know him yet? Like, I can just pick him out of a crowd of artists by his voice. Like, he's unique. How do people not know him yet? And I'm like, people know him. But we're gonna, it's it's a pro, it's a process, and Larry, we'll talk about that later. I know you will, but right. I'll point that out. Like we connect deeply on the music, and yeah, a, big time. It is definitely a process. I I actually want to ask you, bro. When you kicked it off, it, you put a thought in my head. So a lot of these things, and I want to point this out to the AR Vibes community. There's gonna be a lot of things I may not know about you, even though we're friends. Like we've yeah, talked about sure. childhoods, we've talked about a lot. But another yeah. thing about Larry and I, we're very big about being aware present and in the moment so like it's very rare we dig into each other's past it's more if we're trying to help each other heal for something like hey Absolutely. let's dig the past here it's like we know you're gonna live in the present and the future like we go to the future and the present we're always playing and that's another reason we, you know we hit it off yeah so well. this is probably like one of the only times that we get to talk like yeah not not boys you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. we're it's either the kids or something else and helping yep. you and helping me and it's it's, it's never like this like delve into like the personal stuff exactly unless it's like serious unless one of us reaches out to the other one like hey yeah exactly yeah um but like what you said earlier it stood out to me because i never knew this about you like the whole feeling awkward in your shell and not wanting to get out there like that's clearly anxiety and like low-level depression coming in and i wanted to ask you like i noticed like when i do i look at all different studies you know me i'm trying to learn something new every day I've done a lot of research on those areas and it starts off in children and it's like, can you, try, could you pinpoint if you're comfortable talking about it? Like where yeah. you went from being that kid that was so comfortable, like singing, dancing. Absolutely. I know exactly. I know the exact moment. I know the exact school and bullies. Like, let me talk about it. Like, where does it come from? Nope. Um, to be completely honest with you, I have, my parents are divorced, right? My parents got divorced when I was young, and I think I knew that my parents were going to get divorced when I was young, like stupid young. But I have, like, regardless, I have, like, the most supportive parents. Yeah, you do. My mom and dad are whatever, but, like, they're (laughs) the most supportive parents. And they were always, like, super supportive. And one thing that they always supported, even before I pursued it, was music. And it was always like Larry sing, Larry dance. It was never an uncomfortable thing. Um, But uh, I can honestly remember, and I'm not placing blame, but the insecurity (laughs) started um, with my sister. And uh, I like, my sister's probably like three or four years older than me and we don't even talk anymore. Um, But I always like looked up to my sister and admired her. And she always was super mad that I could sing <laughs> as a kid. Yeah. And, I, and I would like, I would like, I have this weird, like I'm an epileptic and stuff. So I was on like stupid medication when I was a child. Um, 
comprehension wise, like I wasn't supposed to be able to read and write and I wasn't supposed to be able to do these type of things. But my mom was on me. And um, the one thing that my brain like is always fixated to was sounds and music. So I wasn't even trying to sing. I just liked to imitate sounds. Right. Like I'm a, like I goof around all the time. Like I can do voices and Oh, yeah. But one thing that I really liked doing was singing and I would tell my sister in the car, like, Oh, I can sing like this dude, or I can sing like the guys from Boys to Men and I would do it and she would get pissed. <laughs> and I wanted her to like it, so her getting mad after a while I was like, dude, fuck it. Like I'm not I'm never gonna sing again. I don't want anyone to ever hear me sing. And that's really like what started it for me as a Because I was like I would be my dad my dad is a music junkie. So like we'd be down in the basement. And that would be my thing. Like, he'd get home from school before I started playing sports. Like, he'd get home from work, rather. And I'd get home from school. And the first thing I'd want to do is, like, Dad, can we go downstairs and listen to Michael Jackson and all your music? And, like, film me. I want to show you. Like, I want to perform. That was my nice. thing. We would do And bit. We had mad fun doing it. So it was never an issue. But that's really what started the insecurity. Is like, I think I wanted that validation from the most important person in my life, like my older sister. Like, I wanted that. Like, wow, you're good. And I never got it. So it was just like, it made me shell up and like resent what I was good at almost. You know what I mean? It's funny you say that because <clears throat> I've been, something I've been paying attention to a lot more is. I've never told anybody. I've never told anybody that. I've never heard it. Yeah, I've never heard it. I've never told anybody that. But that's yeah. like really where it came from. I get it. And it's like, what I was going to say is like on the spiritual aspect, like I'm looking at karma in many different aspects now. And a lot of people say karma's children. The children you produce are your karma, like for everything you've done. Like you're gonna get the goods and the bads out of your children, no matter what you've done. And it's like, yeah. oh, really? And when you know, I started thinking of my family and the down the lines. So I'm like, wow, like that actually kind of makes sense at times. And it's weird when you start thinking about it. So I'm like, I have brothers and sisters. I'm one of nine, and you can see that no one's, it's like you said, she wasn't really jealous, but she was in a sense, but she couldn't, she's not going to tell you, I don't like you, that you can sing, I'm jealous, but you could sense that every time it was an issue, like she always was jealous, like me and my brother Bobby, we had issues like that, we wouldn't admit it, me and my sister Gracie, like it was, I'm better than you at this, no, I'm better than you at this, and that's like, I feel like that's just a natural thing that comes in, of course. from the good and the bads in life, of the karma, like it's just, that you can't beat it, you get to a certain age, and it's like, the, the what I'm trying to point out is the negativity always comes into your life no matter what I feel like, like I, I've never met anyone who's literally been positive and like living the life like like law of attraction manifestation just happy happy forever like I don't think it, it's it's unrealistic I think everyone gets depressed at some point everyone gets angry everyone gets jealous everyone gets I think that's where depression comes from yeah I mean that it's, like that like in an unobtainable place like you you people want to achieve greatness but greatness has like you know it has it has bad bad times and bad feelings and everything you're not gonna just achieve that on this like clean smooth slope it's it, it's right. just there's bumps in the road no matter what no matter how high you are how whatever you're doing you know what i mean yeah like, let me ask you when it comes to like writing new material new music like i should know this i listen to a lot of your songs and a lot of your songs are good like love songs romance positive messages like they're always good topics i noticed but there's also painful ones like i've heard painful ones and like yeah but i want to ask is like like we're talking about the alone part like you said everybody wants everybody wants that success that fame how do i get known not everybody but a lot of people like how do i get out there but most people don't realize you're by yourself for a long time to make that a reality 
Like you need to yeah. learn how to love you in your alone time. Yeah. And like, like I'm assuming like what causes you to write music more? Is it usually more pain? Is it usually more sadness? Or is it usually more like, oh, I'm living my life. I'm happy. And that just made me think of a song. You know what I mean? Like what drives more inspiration to write, even whether it's good or bad? Like from a young age, has it changed? You know what I mean? Like, so like I was thrown, I was, I mean, I haven't obtained like any level of, I, I shouldn't say that, but like the level of success that I've gotten or whatever, it is what it is. But as far as the writing stuff goes, I was thrown into this whirlwind, um, like from the gate. I think a lot of people, especially like, you know, kids from an urban setting um like I grew up in the city um so like naturally every kid thinks he can rap not every kid can sing though yeah I know <laughs> so I mean like two things I can say is like <clears throat> if you're serving anybody like yourself like what you're doing you started doing this for yourself and in a, in a sense like you did yeah. it to like yep. heal Compared yourself or like help yeah. yourself so like the same went for me like I started writing music for myself and it was like it was more poetry than it was music like the first songs I wrote were about like love and like pain and whatever and then when you get the I don't want to say like notoriety but like when you get recognition even if it's a small amount and people want more stuff like I went from writing about me to writing about this person. And that's why you asked me in the beginning, you said, who is Larry DeVille? And the, the most, and the most, it was, a, it was done intentionally, but the, the best thing that I can say now is like that character is just me. Before, gotcha. like when I started writing music, my name was Lorenzo. Lorenzo, something. yeah. It was uh, Lorenzo <laughs> T and then it was, Lorenzo and then it was Renzo and then it was you know what I mean like it changed and it, it hey you got some great tracks as Renzo by the way some of my favorites are from your old stuff but <laughs> your new stuff's my favorite but some of that old throwbacks as Renzo we'll get to that we'll get to that all right <laughs> but when I when I reached a point about three or four years ago when I started writing I started working on this project um, called Lost in Boston. I like. I was so tired. Like when you when you record, like if I'm at a studio, I'm getting mixes of a song. So I like go and work on a song, get a mix, get it sent to me. And I was getting just so tired of seeing the name Renzo and having people call me it and uh, my family, my friends work and stuff. It was like, this thing is something that I created to get away from my reality. And now it's part of my life. So I, I was like having this like internal, like the like struggle. And I'm like, yo, how do I get away from that? And we'll get to that too. But like, I created like Larry DeVille is, it's just like a very true name. Like my, it's my real name. Like if I ever make music, people are just going to call me Larry which is beautiful. I don't want anybody calling me some fake name. Right. In DeVille, um, like, I love, like, the nostalgia of, like, the 60s and 70s and, like, my grandparents and stuff like that. The um, 50s and 60s, even. So, like, the Cadillac DeVille and, like, everything that, that, that Cadillac stands for is, like, sleek and, like, clean cut and, like, old school, like, mafia shit, which I love. And DeVille, <laughs> like, I'm from Somerville, Massachusetts, so... 
like of the ville like larry of the ville it's like it's just through and through like it's just me there's no there's no fake persona that comes along with it and you hear that in the music too so like this change in the music it was just like a way for me to finally just make music about me and not pretend to be a character for people is it e is it much easier writing when it's real and authentic and about larry so much I mean, much, actually let's do you get into flow state because i would say it must just flow when you're talking yeah. naturally about who you are you Absolutely. must be in flow state. so i mean like the the story goes like i was working on music by myself for a long time and i met someone um at a studio one night and i remember this kid from high school i was a freshman and he was a junior and i remember like these kids used to freestyle outside every day and this kid um who ended up being like a brother to me but at first glance like you would be petrified of this kid um my friend Leonis, who was in a um a fire he suffered like third degree burns like all over his entire body uh, as a child so growing up Leonis had burns like all over him so it's not he's the nicest kid in the world but he was never like a very approachable person if you didn't know him but I remember this kid and other kids that I went to school with and they would freestyle every day now fast forward to like me starting to make music and really starting to get into the studio every day almost and he showed up one night um and me and Leonis just hit it off um he had this cadence and this flow and I had this delivery and I'm a white kid that's in an urban setting it just worked um and we just meshed but Leonis was one of the best writers I've ever he was he was the best he was the second best writer I've ever worked with in my life but Leonis and I had a lot of success like immediately the first song we did um was a song called beam me up i'm on fire um in that song Leonis wrote the hook on um we got together and we made it better and then i laid down the verse and he laid down his verses and before we know it this song took us to who is now the biggest producer in the world uh we were working pretty much in the area that we grew up in in Somerville and we had the opportunity to work with this guy at the time his name was Lou Balls in uh in Quincy and um Lou was just like this little dude and he just had this crazy energy to him we went and we went and meet him the first day I was legit like paranoid like on the Illuminati shit like bro like this is crazy like I'm meeting I'm doing like I had I was so paranoid and I was so new to music and like what is happening like what is going on and we ended up formulating like this very close really great relationship with Lou um who is now known as Louis Bell uh in the industry who has done insane things and works with every Post Malone and you name it Justin Bieber um he works with like those, the likes of those people. But in working with him and Leonis, um, I went from writing soul, like stuff that came from me in my life, um, to really writing like cookie cutter stuff um, that wasn't really about my life. It was more like, how do we make a song that's a hit and not 
like music was an outlet to me and it was it turned into a job really quick and once the notoriety came and the potential to get signed and all this stuff and working with this guy and like getting you know what I mean booked and all this crazy stuff being in rotation uh, I don't know any artists um, in Boston really that have been in rotation on a Claire Channel radio station uh, like Jammin and for a long time we were in rotation like we weren't calling in and forwarding our song the DJs DJ Pup Dog and stuff like that Third developed, Leonis, his name is Third, developed a really close relationship with them to the point where we were in rotation for a, a good amount of time. Um, so immediately, like I said, we went from kids making music to like, yo, we could, we could really do something with this. And then the pressure built up. So um, personally, I do like to write music by myself. And when I do, like, there's no question. Like, the flow state is immediate. Like, as soon as we get to work, like, it's like I just, you know, have it just like smoked a J and it's coming over me or something like that. Like it's it's can immediate. I, like, can I take this a little into left field? Well, yeah, go ahead. So I'm big on flow state. You know this. Um, for any of our followers that want to learn more about flow state, go on our YouTube channel. If you're watching this right now, you're probably on our YouTube channel. We have a whole video on flow state, what it is and what it does for you. And it's a, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever learned in positive psychology and what it does for you but Larry one of the biggest connections I've been making recently with flow state is in my own personal view I've changed my view on it it's it's gone in my opinion like it's God putting in you into slow motion that's how I look at it. like God almost takes over for you because you decide to give your whole self up and risk like and I want to define something about flow state like they say that the best ways to get into flow state is to write music to do extreme sports. Uh, Danny Way is a skateboarder who jumped over the Great Wall of China to set a record with a broken freaking ankle. He jumped the Great Wall of China with a broken ankle, landed it to break a record. He literally described flow state on everything he did and didn't know what flow state was. And yep. to me, like, I also bring it back to like, let's say something that's not a risk, something you're not trying to get into flow state like you are when you're writing a car accident. You don't plan a car accident, it's slow motion. But I've never met a single person who's told me they've gone into a car accident and didn't go into a flow state. Slow motion, just lose sense of self real quick, sense of reality. I've never met a single person that's gone into a car accident and hasn't experienced it. So what I want to ask you is, what do you, what do you feel about God, essentially? Not a whole run, run on it, but like, what do you feel about God? Do you feel like God is what puts us into a flow state? Because psychology, positive psychology still can't really figure it out. They're beating around the bush with it's risk, it's doing new things, change. I think it's God. And it's, it's, for me, I've gotten that impression by getting into flow state, almost at tap, like you're saying, like when you're writing your music. So give me your point, your view on that. I want to hear your, your, you know, your intake. I mean, as far as like my, my, my take on flow state, um, hold on. Um, yeah, I think it's something learned. Um, if, yeah. if not being thrown into it, like in an accident or something like that, I think it's something that your body um, naturally learns how to do over time for something that you're searching for. Um, as far as like the religious aspect of it, um, I was brought up Catholic and I learned immediately like at, into my adult age, like as a teenager, a young adult into my early twenties that like that, I believe a lot of it, but it's just not for me. Um, right. 
I'm not really with the whole fear mongering stuff. Um, in, in, in my, my, in my journey, like spiritually or whatever, as a person, like I reached a point like in flow state or just in like a heightened consciousness where I was like, what I believe in is mind, body, and soul. Um, and I believe that they're separate parts. And I believe like this is just the, what do they call it? This is just the machine. The like car. This box. The thing yeah. we get into to operate us, to let us right. do things, to let us create. Right. Yep. And I think that like your mind is like a, it's like a computer. Like it's like the computer. You know what I mean? Like you're able to tell your brain is able to tell your body to speak and do this. Right. And this, is, this is a really good example. I think that I could say like right now I'm just speaking. Right. I'm not thinking about what I want to say and I'm not, and that's, that's your soul. And it's like the most unique thing. I don't, this conversation could never be replicated like where we are right now in this time place and all this stuff, like the feeling that we have, like this, you can't replicate this ever again. This is a moment in time and it's, it's one of one, but I think that's your soul. And I think that's what God is. I think like God is, is not like this misconception that like, he's like this guy with a beard that is like going to smite you or like, or like, or like, or like gives you things or like helps you and navigates you. Like, nah, like that when you can be like your truest self, I think that's that's your God consciousness and, and your ability to, to be in touch with like who you really are as a person and in your ego and all this outside stuff like it 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 doesn't allow you to to tap to tap into that unless you really have these kind of moments and when I when I make music um, like I suffer from depression and anxiety um, a lot of stuff but like in that state my anxiety goes away, dude. Like I know my kids are cool. I know everything's good. That's what I do. And it allows me to tap into this flow state. It's a learned experience. Like I know how to write melodies. I know how to make words work and all this stuff. But the, the difference between myself and other people that make music is like, to be honest, like I, I do it really well. And I think it's because my ability to tap into that, that, that place, that consciousness or that flow state. I love that. I love how you explained it too. That's like, it's the perfect way to explain it. And I wanted to add to that. Like we have senses. The only way our brain knows anything. And I, you know, I was watching a Ted talk the other day and it's, it was fascinating. And I already knew these things when we were talking about the brain and they pointed out your brain's in a dark skull. It can't see light. It doesn't hear, it doesn't know anything. The only way your brain processes and makes predictions about reality is the senses that we have, the smells, the taste, the touch, the, the vision. And that's all thanks to that one beautiful thing in the sky, essentially, that sends everything out, the, the rays yeah. of light, the vibrations. And things. It's a beautiful thing, man. I love that you pointed that out. And how you, how you described it was awesome, too. Um, yeah. Let me ask you this going going uh, back to the music can you hear me okay yeah i can hear you fine i can hear you fine okay yeah um so we talked about how you write your music where it comes from well let me ask you this how many so how often do people i'm trying to find the best way to word this what is like the biggest like 
turn off when it comes to making music in a sense. Like I can picture, and we've never talked about this, but I'm genuinely curious. Like I can picture it being frustrating when people are constantly coming to you, like do this, do that, do this. Like, like if you were in a relationship, let's say with a girlfriend and she's like, make me a song, make me another song. I need another song. Like I, I watched an interview with Kevin Hart and a different comedian and it's a whole different industry, but they talked about like, that is like, like you were talking about Renzo earlier. That's what, that's what people see them as. And that's it. Like Kevin Hart, like hates that he goes out in public and only thing people want to see is tell me a joke. Like take a picture tell me a joke. And he's like, what the yeah, nah. tell you a joke right now. I do that every day. Like I, how are you doing today? Yeah. I, I, I can't remember who, <laughs> I can't remember who uh, it was, but they mentioned that to be honest with you, bro. I think it might have been like The Rock or something like that. Yeah. But they were like, he was like, it just sucks. Like at a certain point, like you're meeting people and like, I wish somebody would be like, bro, like, how was your day? Or like, yeah. like, like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like ha- treat me like a person, not like a thing, you know? Like it, it, that, it, that sucks. Dude. Like, it sucks to have people like who don't know who you are and stuff like think they know who you are and and think that all you are is like a voice and all this shit like it, it is it is weird like you know what that leads into like i you know you know what air vibes is all about positive and mindset law of attraction manifestation but let me ask you this when it comes to uh the biggest fears with becoming famous like i know you have the content the content the quality the skill set, you have great production, you know how to get your music out there, you've been on tour already, you've done shows. The only reason you're not famous right now, and I know this as your friend, so I'm throwing it out there, is there's gonna be some type of fear in there, but I might not, we never talk about it, I can feel it. So like, I wanna ask you, like, what are the biggest fears that do hold you back, or like maybe make you fear to get to the highest peak? And what do you do to overcome that while you know you're gonna keep getting bigger? Because you can't keep putting out good music and not get bigger. So it's like, what are the biggest fears and how do you overcome them while you keep tracing that passion and that dream without getting stuck in the trap, you know? I think that that, that like fear has changed. Um, initially, there was none. And that was my, my best time. Um, when, it, when it really started to roll and the snowball effect started to happen, I think the biggest fear was um not necessarily not not making it because i would have been fine with anything i think the biggest fear was like the ignorance that came along with like where we were going like this uncharted unknown land and in you know the the stories you hear of like artists just getting taken advantage of like what am i getting myself into um, that was like my biggest fear going into it. And then I had children and this real irrational, um, fear of leaving my kids and being a, a bad father or, um, you know, like my kids resenting me for leaving and not being around and all that stuff. And I think like now at the position that I'm in, like I have two children, um, um, a single father. Um, I see things a lot different now and I feel like the opportunities I passed up then had I passed them up at the point that I'm at now I wouldn't I, 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 I feared so much like being 10 years down the line and like not having my kids or like where they'd be or they wouldn't know who I am and all this craziness and in reality yeah. like 
that would never have happened. Right. So, so I think it just the, the, the fear of like unknowing in, in every level, like what's going to happen, you know, stuff with my kids, my personal life, just a lot of things. And I love that you say that because that's, that's beautiful. It goes outside of the whole conversation of that is like the biggest fear for everybody is the unknown. Like I, I was reading a book, I forget which book it was, but I was reading the book and it was, they were talking about fear and why fear holds us back and causes depression and anxiety. And fear is one of the things that ruins your, your root chakra, your base chakra. And yeah. one thing I noticed is the, the biggest fear most people have is death. When in reality, if you start to seek out what life is, you won't be afraid to die. And when you're afraid to die, you're afraid to get hurt. If you're afraid to get hurt, you're afraid to take a risk. You're, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. fear is what will hold everybody back. And if, you know, people will be in bad relationships and they won't leave them because of the fear of how do I pay my bills? How do I sleep by myself every night? People will have a horrible boss, horrible, ruining their life, making them miserable, working 70 hours a week. How can I get another job? Like fear will make people do irrational things as well. Like I'm going to ruin my own life because of fear. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. That, like you said, that ties into all aspects of fear. It, has, it doesn't have to do with just music, but like, as you know, too, like it's part of flow state. It's part of being successful. If you want to do things that are going to take you out to the next level, you yeah. have to think that you're afraid of no yeah, matter you what. Have to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Like I'm talkative. Even doing these interviews, the first time I made, forget the interviews. The first time I made video content, I was shocked at how nervous I was doing it. I'm like, why are you so nervous? You're not even live right now. Like, you're recording. Like, calm down. You talk all the time. Yeah. I do another take, and I'm like, that's horrible. Like, I'm literally nervous. Like, going off topic, I was just at my mother's house having dinner with her, her new boyfriend and her, and he has so much music stuff downstairs in his house. It was fascinating. You're going to have to come over someday. And we're doing karaoke and singing songs. He's ripping up his guitar. And he's like, sing a song. I'm like, all right, you know me. I sing all the time. I'm not an artist. I love singing. I karaoke in my house all the time. Dude, I get on the microphone and I'm like, not stuttering, but I'm like, my, I'm not singing good. And my voice is really shaky. And I'm like, dude, are you nervous singing in front of your mom and her boyfriend? Like, really? And I'm like, yeah. stop. And then he starts singing, like, wicked loud and wicked confident. And he's like, come on, bud. You need some confidence. You need confidence. I'm like, dude, I preach and teach everybody confidence. I'm like, I'm in this. And then I was just, we were belting on songs. It was beautiful. But it was like, again, I questioned myself, like, dude, what are you doing? But singing for people is in the unknown for me fully. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sing to people like that. You do it for a lit, like, you do it. Talking to people, this is easy for me. But in the initial beginning, it was so difficult, like, just to get past the hump of, you're making a video, calm down. It's good. Yeah. People might like it. Like, and that goes for every aspect. Like, fear is a big thing to be successful. What else are you going to say about fear and getting past, like, anything else on fear? Like, I talked about it. Um, it is definitely like a crippling thing, but it's it's such a it's it's like a it's like the devil's gift. You know what I mean? It's this fake thing that like everyone faces. And you know what the the funniest thing that I've always said to myself too is like those things that I fear the most always are the best feelings in the world. Yep. When you, you do, do you pass it, man. Yeah, dude. Like heights. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have a fear of heights. Have you ever jumped off, like, a really, really high, like, bridge or whatever into water or gone down, like, a crazy, like, water slide or something like that? It's the illest feeling. Yep. When you're it's done, you're like, I can't, I'm happy I did it. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah. You know what that is, bro? That's, 
the science behind it is that's dopamine and serotonin rushing. Like, again, I'm going to God on this one, but we can go to science or God. When you mm -hmm. do things that are risky and uncomfortable, you get instant rewards. And you can back that up through music. You do way more risky things than I do in your industry and putting your music out there in your life and sometimes. Like, you get, you, I know you know what I'm saying. It's instant yeah. gratification. Like, it's, I give it to God. That's just me. I ask God that like, he says, do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do it. Let's do it. And I do it. And right away, I'm like, it's, it's like a beautiful rush of like energy, like good job. And it's like, I'm happy I did it. And I know you know what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful feeling. Absolutely. And you get it every time you do new things that are uncomfortable. You just got to do it and just get comfortable with it. Try yeah. it. Yeah. A lot of the times like we've made, um, like every producer I've worked with, like there's been a moment like where, where we worked on stuff and we're like both like, whoa bro like the vibration is just so high like the energy from the song like what we just created and it, like some you get it you know what i mean like i think you tap into this this like place and i think music music is such a cool thing um because it it come it's the only thing that humans create really from nothing like uh, so i believe that there's this space that you channel when when you create music um and it and it sounds stupid no it doesn't i get it, it might it's sound another weird another dimension for a long time i was writing songs and i wouldn't i don't go to a studio with a song ever anymore anyway um i just go and we don't have anything when i get there and we create something from scratch and like, I'm more comfortable doing things that way. But for a long period of time, I think it was like for like six months to like a year, I was writing these songs. And sometimes they were generic names. Sometimes they weren't. But I was writing these songs out of nowhere. And in a week or in a month, like that title would be a big song like on the radio or something like that. And it was weird. And it started to make me think like, bro, I went and I did... I just created this this piece of art like from nowhere and it made me feel like I'm channeling into like this area this creative like unseen area and like these melodies or these things are coming out and a lot of the times it wasn't even the title it was just like bro like this is the melody that we created and me and my producer would sit down and be like yo what the f like what what <laughs> I was just with my producer a couple, uh, maybe it wasn't even a year ago, but I went down and I was like, dude, like, this is the song that I want to kind of replicate. And it was a T-Pain song and I had no clue, but um, T-Pain made this song called uh, Rest in Peace to the Parking Lot on his last album. And I showed my producer and he was like, he was just pissed i'm like why are you mad like what is wrong and he's like dude, I, I just made this and i'm like what are you talking about dude and he showed me that the track that he made and it was literally the same exact like they used the same melody they used the same thing from this website called splice like and it was just weird because like at a certain point in time they were in that same creative place like that same yes strangely creative zone so bro that's I, and that's not weird to me at all i hope you know that like if you know how spiritually connected i tell people and i feel and 
most of my followers don't know me personally. A lot of them from around <laughs> different places. You know me personally. Like, I love spiritual aspect of life. And I, I know for a fact that I get into another realm every time I talk to God. And it's feel. I can feel. I can see sign everywhere. And I feel like that's the same realm you're in. Because I think you get into it. And actually, matter of fact, how many times I reached out to you like, I need to write a song. And you're like, what? And I don't even make music. Like four or five times, I'm like, I need to write a song. Like God's telling me I need to write a song and I'll come up with awesome topics. And But then I get a beat, you give me tips and I'm like, uh, yeah, this isn't what I'm doing. Never mind. But it's, I get this. I'm telling you, you there is another place when you connect and it's things get fed to you. And that's a part of flow state. Like information richness, just information just flows in. Like, I've been telling people the last, those, it was maybe two, three weeks ago, I sat in my living room and I did like a six hour meditation, no lie. The next day I sat there and listened, God just kept telling me, research this, research that, research this. I just kept going. And in the end, I knew so many things that it like blew my mind. I couldn't explain it to myself. Like I just learned like three years worth of stuff in like two days, like what happened. I couldn't explain it, but I still kept getting that feeling of like, the presence laughing at me like isn't that awesome and i'm like no what just happened like how do i know these things and i feel like music's different because you're not getting taught things but it's like you're getting fed like the ideas just start flowing in you're like oh this is cool i wasn't thinking about that like mm -hmm. make sense there? <laughs> it sound like the same area you're talking about yep yeah it's awesome i love it let me go uh, a little more <laughs> i do it's, it's those are my favorite things to talk about. Um, I want to ask you this though: What are do you do you have core beliefs or core values that you live by? Because like I feel like most people I've ever met that are creators like to do different things and create different things and use their uh, consciousness and try to be more conscious or subconscious and more aware and present. I feel like they're usually really good people. I've met some people who are bad people who live that way, and it's they usually do really bad things, but on the good end, I feel like, get where I'm trying to go here, I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, music goes, I definitely try to, now, like, as an adult, like, as a, as a father or whatever, like, having gone through a lot of fucked up shit, um, I definitely try to put that message in, because so many people, um, like, where I grew up, I grew up in Somerville and like the amount of creative people that are dead that I grew up with is like, it is insane. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with like a lot of great people that had so much potential that never tapped into it. Um, so a lot of people from where I grew up, um, they look at what I did or they look at what I do. And I know that a lot of people do and they're like, you know, it's, it's humbling to know that people like, not, I don't want to say idolize, but like, look at what you do. And they're like, damn, I wish I could do that. <laughs> and I try to put that message out that like, yo, you can, like, I didn't do anything special. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I stopped worrying so much about what people would think. And I just started doing what made me happy. Like, there's a reason why I wake up every day and I don't have to, I, I don't wake up ever and say, like, fuck, I got to go to work. Like, I'm sure if I fucking Love had that. 10 beers 
and I don't want to wake up because I'm hungover or I'm tired because I was up all night doing an interview or whatever. Like, I'm sure there's moments where I'm like, yo, fuck, man, I have to get up. <laughs> but there's never a moment where I'm like, I hate my job. Like, right. I love what I do. I love my career. I love that I get to go to my building that I made and work with people that I hired that aren't employees, like they're family to me. Like I don't have this professional corny, make pretend superficial environment. And then when I leave, like I have these two amazing little children that like are my world that I like to hang out with more than my friends. And then when I don't have them, like I have, you know, the ability to have my, my few very few friends or like I can go do things that I truly like enjoy. There's yeah. not a moment that I don't like really enjoy the stuff that I that I do. And I know how genuine that is too, because like what do I say about your shop? I'm like, I've seen barber shops everywhere. Like yours is like very like flashy in a nice way. Like you took your time to make it yours, like and make it stand out and make it a like eye appealing to the customers that go in and enjoy that, enjoy with the look and feel of it and the quality of cuts that you do. Like I've seen it, I've been in there with you. And like you said, before you even said it, what's funny is I was thinking, I was gonna bring it up and say like, and your employees are your family. Like you don't just hire people and give them a job. Like you make sure they bond with you. You make sure it's a good group and you guys connect. They, Will, I met Willie, one of your, I met Tim, Will, a few of your employees just, being your friend, like not even at the shop, like at cookouts. I'm like, oh, they work. What's up, guy? Like, and then I bond well with them, and but that speaks volumes to you because I read their energy, and I'm like, dude, they're just like, like I can see how Larry connects with them. I can see how they are friends. Like, it's just, it just makes sense. Every it's cool. It is. It's a beautiful thing. But that's just how I like live my life, man. Yeah. And um, like that perception. I think it'd be funny to talk about um. <laughs> like my lack of success or like um like inability to connect with people in music for the same reason that you and i didn't really connect ah so is it me how i judged you at first or you're judging all right let's get into it so larry and i meeting we lived we were neighbors that's how it started and i lived there first larry moved in after at the time in my life, this is a lot, this is years ago, the time in my life, I w- I've never been a judgmental person, but I, I gone through periods of time where I, I grew up in a city as well, where I've seen all different types of people. And I am an energy guy. I'm a healer. I, I can read everything. Like I can read people. So I usually can tell, but sometimes your ego gets in the way. And until you learn to get rid of your ego, it will do its thing and it will find its way in there at times. And I'm happy Larry said that earlier, too, because everyone has ego until you learn to get rid of your ego and your beliefs. Like, it's there until you get rid of it. It's You're raised with an ego. It's up to you to get rid of it. So first time I see Larry, he drives up in his nice infinity, parks, gets out, dressed all flashy, nice. I'm like, look at this guy. Doesn't look over and say hi. So I just instantly judge him. And I'm like, oh, he's too cool to say hi. What? I won't say hi either. He goes in. See him again one other time. We don't say hi to each other. And what's weird about that is now that I've known him for years, we're both opposite people. Like, I love saying hi to people, and so doesn't he. Like, it's weird that we wouldn't say hi to each other. Because we're both in my head, I'm sitting there thinking, like, I'm not this guy. I'm just going to say what's up to him and be like, see, why is he being a prick? And then he's probably thinking the same exact thing. Like, 
why is this guy being a prick? I'm just going to say what's up to him. But then anyways, I get home one night from hockey. I had a hockey game. I bring my stuff out, and I see him walking to his car with a hockey stick. And I'm like, yo, you play hockey? That's how it started. He's like, yeah, you play hockey? I'm like, yeah. Where do you play? We ended up playing against each other one time. Then we ended up being on the same team. But let's let's be real. The minute we found out we both played hockey, we started talking right away, and we became boys instantly. Like, it never went away. And then I had to tell him that I judged him. I was honest about it. I'm like, bro, I thought you were a dickhead for no reason. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think that happens a lot. What else you got on it? (laughs) Oh, nothing, nothing. I just thought it was funny. You know what I mean? And I honestly, like, you say that, and I don't, I don't ever think that I saw you and like was like, I ain't talking to this kid. I don't even think I did that. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was just like literally, it was me. The relationship that I was in, like, I was getting ready to go in to a house and Uh and walk into hell. So it was like. My car rides are so peaceful, and I and I I knew that when I was going into the house that it was like it wasn't there. You know what I mean? And that's probably yeah, it wasn't that later in life when we became yeah. boys. And that's probably what you saw. You know what I mean? But I feel like I have that issue with music because it's like do you, every time I record, and I'm not like I don't even give a shit, but like. I don't ever have a moment where I've ever worked with a producer where I haven't gone in and have the producer be like this motherfucker. Like, oh, here he comes. Fucking another rapper. Another white judging you. Yep. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever had a moment where I haven't worked with somebody and they were like, wait a minute. Like, once I work, they're like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> I never would have. And I'm like, dude, I don't even fucking want to do that. I don't even want to. Yeah, kill your vibe. Yeah, I don't even like that shit, but that happens to me so much. Like, even in networking and stuff, it's just, like, the music industry is so hard. Um, and, 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 it, and the talent isn't the primary – it's not of the most importance. It's not the most important thing anymore. You know what I mean? Like, the talent that you carry isn't the most important thing. Um, I think something that might stand out for you in the future, bro, just the way we are in the world now – doing more online content like one of the one of my favorite things about your music that isn't even your music is when i'm on my instagram and i start scrolling and all of a sudden it says larry I'm like what's larry doing and you're covering songs and just like i think you call it karaoke yeah that's like one of my favorite things watching you do i honestly think you should try that one night with your own music not other people's music just get on and just start singing to people on for fun just use your passion and your energy like we're in a new world where social media might be your way to get where you need to go because you don't got to worry about the judgmental people. And just I literally just did that today. I, huh? literally did, I literally just did that on the way home today. Good. I didn't even see it. That's why I brought it up. I didn't see it. You know? I yeah, I was on live. Nice, bro. I know. I'm, I'm lazy and I'm dejected and I'm like... I am too with AR Vibes, so we got to work on it. Yeah, I know. We got to work on it. Well, I know it's getting late for you too, but before we wrap this up, cool. we want to hear Larry DeVille music. But before we hear Larry DeVille music, anything you want to talk about to the community, Larry, you're one of the founders. You're you're going to be very big in the world. I already know this. You already know it. People who have heard of music already know it. Before you get there, any like big message like that you personally think the followers should hear or understand about their own journey, like just from your own experience and then 
like just like a big any big message you want to portray to the, the followers, and then let's hear some brand new tracks that no one knows yet. Um, I don't know, man. Um, I think I don't know as far as like the, my music and myself as a person. If I had to say like what my um, like what my message is it's definitely that like what even in in the shop like i have uh i don't even think i have it here but like my logo for the shop is uh it's a guy with a mustache and a bowler on like an old guy in a suit and tie but he has no face and everyone's like why don't you put eyes on that thing and i'm like i i thought about it dude and it didn't look good but i was like why didn't it look good and, and to me it's just like because it's like a faceless gentleman like anybody can be somebody i think that is like like the, the all the tall tale sign with me is just like whatever you want to do do it like i'm 32 now you know what i mean when i started making music i was 21 22 that's a long time bro you yeah. know what i mean in you've all the it, yeah, you've been doing it longer than that bro but the hesitation is not necessary yeah the 12 years of hesitation like just for like kids that are coming up or like kids that don't want to like you know i i hated fucking school growing up but no one ever told me that that was okay you know what i mean no one ever told me chase passion instead yeah yeah Yeah. if somebody told me that i could like be okay at school and still be a successful person i think i would have made a lot of different decisions you know what i mean and the decisions not to like drop out of school or say fuck your teachers it's like the pressure of succeeding in school because if you don't you won't succeed in life like wouldn't have been there you know what right. i mean but yeah. i feel like that is like i don't know dude i think like that's school just a, like, it's a broken system for sure my yeah for sure not, it doesn't even have to do with the school system but just like in reality like in in your life like everybody wants to do something dude yeah. and i hate hearing people say like i couldn't do that bro like what the f- what do you think you know what I mean? Like, I know people who are so happy at this point in their life, like in their 40s and 50s, it started over. Yeah. You know what Dude, I mean? can I pause you there? Because that's big. And for my followers, our followers that have been following us, I need to point this out every time I say it. I am not religious. I just love God. I'm very connected to God. Jesus is awesome. Buddha is awesome. His Buddha for you. I love Muhammad. I love them all. But my point is, I love I love what I've learned in religion, but I understand what religion is bad. Like Larry Deville said earlier about being a raised Catholic. At some point, he saw the bad in it and didn't enjoy what he was following anymore. He had to find a way to seek new. But what I want to point out is, I might get this verse wrong from the Bible. I don't have a Bible in front of me, but it's something that was said along the lines of getting rid of malice, deceit, jealousy, all the bad in you, like getting rid of it, and be. And it says literally, be like a newborn baby. And crave pure spiritual milk. And I took that line in that Bible so deep because that's part of Buddhism, Hinduism, all of them. It's the only way to be fully happy in life and like literally beat depression and anxiety and all those things is to be born again. And I'm not talking religion, born again, dunk me in the water, take me out. That is not reborn again. That's you thinking you are reborn again. And you're still the same brain, the same mindset, the same soul, nothing changed. You're going to hate your life still. When you're reborn, you literally say, I don't know anything. Everything I believe could be wrong. I learned it somewhere. Someone told me to believe this. Everything I think about God, someone else told me when I was a child. Everything I thought about school system is what I went through and what I saw. 
You know what I'm saying? I read a a quote yesterday that was so, it was so like interesting to me. It was like, remember when you were kids and you looked at older people as adults and in, in seeing people as adults, you looked at them like adulthood comes with a certain age. And then as you grow up, you realize that there's no such thing as adults. It's just kids who got older and had kids of their own. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, this, yeah. this idea that like maturity comes with age or wisdom comes with age or success comes with age is just such like a, it's a rat race, dude. It comes it with experience. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't experience anything unless you actually fucking get out there and experience the things yeah. that you want yeah. to experience. You have to. You, you know what I mean? You gotta seek, and again, start over. Like you said, start over. Like, take a sip. Whether you think meditation's weird, anything, take a step back and at least sit by yourself in a room and just say, "Am I happy with my job? Am I happy with my relationship? Am I really happy with where I live and what I do? What are my biggest passions that I've never followed in my life that I always wish I did?" I don't think regret it if you don't. I don't necessarily think that like taking that route, it's just such like a radical idea. That's just my perception, but it's like that, that approach is just such a radical idea. Um, my mom and I had a conversation and, and she's, she works in a doctor's office. Um, and my mom's from Portugal. Like my mom came here when she was uh, younger, her and her family, like, left Portugal in the middle of the night and snuck on a plane pretty much to come here and get the fuck away from Portugal who was at war and didn't allow their citizens to really do shit. Um, so, you know, moderate education and never went to school, but always hustled her ass off. And she's at a position now where she has like a decent job. She likes, you know, she's, she's, she's good at what she does and she likes her job, but she, also doesn't have a career that she wants you know what I mean but what she does to make her job more enjoyable dude is just like she doesn't get caught and trapped in like the mundane repetitive aggravating part of work like she goes above and beyond that work or she you know what I mean so like saying like are you happy at your job are you happy in your relationship are you like uh, encouraging people um to quit things I gotcha. You know what I mean? I don't think that that's an intelligent way. It's risky. Very risky. Yeah. And I gotcha. It's just as bad as avoiding, you know, like your issues. But right. like if you're in a failed marriage, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm so old school, dude. Um, if you're in a relationship with somebody that's not working, like I think it's a lot easier um, to just be like, hey, it's not working. Like, fuck this. As opposed to like, hey, why is this not working? Exactly. What am I doing wrong? You know what I mean? Like having that, that ego death in like that internal conversation with yourself. Like, yo, what am I doing wrong with my personal life? What, what can I change? Cause right. I, I had this, I had this conversation with my kid's mom all the time. And it's like, we, we are arguing for nothing. You know what I mean? Like after a while, like after a long period of time with arguing, like I get to a point where I'm like, Jesus, this is so boring and tiring. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, what are we doing? Like, so to to get to a point where you're like, yo, like, do we have to do this anymore? And to actually act upon it and do it and change, I feel like if you apply that to like any aspect of your life, 
yeah. you will end up. You can do anything and be happy. You know what I mean? You don't have to like seek out. You know, I want to have a fucking hot dog stand in Manhattan because that's like uh-huh. a dream, and I'm gonna leave and do like. I don't think that you have to do that. I think you can work towards your goals and your dreams and aspirations, and in time, put yourself in a position. But like, yeah, you know what I mean. 150 percent yeah like it's and i get i I get i love what you said so i don't think i was really trying to apply like leave things but like you have to take a step back and ask those questions of like am i happy in all areas like yeah if you don't you're just gonna keep going through the same patterns and same bads and like why does this keep happening to me well you attract that stuff to your life you know what i mean we were talking about that that earlier too like the law of attraction and stuff like that the law of attraction beautiful and it's it's something that it i can feel be like bad though dude you know what yeah I mean? yes it's a terrible like, thing you gotta re- the thing is everyone that teaches the law of attraction the secret on netflix the book the secret celebrities and they talk about it they always give you the basics like like attracts like negative attracts negative say thoughts become things say things and they become reality like that is more than true but when you don't understand the deepness of it and how it works and how you feel when you say how that impacts what happens if you're very happy joyful positive and grateful when you say i want this the odds of it happening manifest manifesting increase by like 80 percent to i'm depressed i'm angry i'm mad and i say god or universe i need a million dollars he's gonna laugh at you like what the hell do you need a million dollars for you hate everybody why would I, give I, I, I I take that and like I go a little bit different with it where it's like when you when you're manifesting positivity you're more inclined to do the things that you think about and take the chances to do them yeah. but if you're like sitting there like to, like bro like depression is a real thing oh yeah bro, I deal with it bro like anxiety is a real thing oh, yeah. a lot of the things that I worry about don't exist yeah but like I get myself to a point where I'm like, not only do they fucking exist, but there, yeah. And it's like it's you, you can man- you can manifest that negativity into your life. And I'm speaking from experience, like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So I, I've been doing it recently, so I get it, and I've had to stop myself and be like, and literally, like what you're saying, I had to stop myself and sit down and be like, why are these negative things coming up right now and now? And I had to look at my shoppers. Like, I have a picture of shoppers over there. So I'm looking over there. And I had to say, all right, this shop is 100% not balanced. And I that's got you, then, you bum. This. Huh? I said, I got you, then, you bum. I know. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> um, but, like, I can use that to figure out, like, if it's a fear that's causing me to think negatively if, or if it's a a lack of confidence making me think negatively. Like, With I me, it's like, it an, it's like an insecurity head. thing. Huh? I said, with me, it's like an insecurity thing. Yeah, yeah. And that, that relates to one of your shoppers still. Like, that's what I'm saying. For me, I can always relate when I start seeing negative things in my life to my shoppers. I'm like, why? And even if it's other people, I'm like, why are these other people acting like this? And then I'll be able to put it on myself. Like, oh, all right, um, maybe I'm influencing it this way. And it, it helps you. And the ego yeah. dance, I love that you said that. That's huge. Like, it's the biggest thing that holds ego like and people that understand ego and cocky and like confidence are all different things like i've had people literally call me out larry like you talk about god way too much it's fake and i gotta say things like i understand that i didn't have this connection with god four years ago but it's not fake you just don't understand what's happening you know what i mean like 
And that's that comes off as ego at times too. Like, oh, he thinks he's the only person that can talk to God. No, not at all. I'm trying to tell everybody they can do the same exact thing I'm doing. Which is because it's not a tangible. It's not a tangible thing. Exactly. So it comes off as like a. It's confusing. If you were like, bro, I fucking love cooking, and you didn't shut up about cooking all day, people would probably be like, shut the fuck up. I don't care about your cooking. Or like, oh, I want to know about your cooking. Like people just because because spirituality isn't a tangible. I got you. Thing, people are like, what is he talking about, man? Yeah. What, makes what are you talking yeah. about? Like, that makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. All right. What time do you got? I don't have a time yet. I don't know. It's like 12, 15. I'm fine. All right. So first, we're going to cut questions for a second. Let's hear some Larry DeVille music. People okay. want to hear it. If people want to know what Larry DeVille is about. They're like, listen. He's talking to this Larry DeVille guy. We don't even know what his music's like. Actually, matter of fact, he's posted his music a bunch of times. So I have heard it, but I don't remember. Like, let me hear Larry DeVille. <laughs> you pick. You pick the song. And is it something that anybody's heard yet, or is it unheard? No. Yes. Hey, our vibes community. Sneak peek, baby. You're welcome. Thanks, hmm. Larry. I, have to I, love find. When, I love when we hear the new stuff. And by the way, I'm throwing Larry on blast, but it's not really throwing on blast. He has a ton of new music that he just hasn't put out yet. Like, I'm not just saying that as a friend. Like, he probably has maybe 50 songs. Am I exaggerating? No, it's maybe. probably like 50. <laughs> like, ready to go. Just beautiful songs just sitting there. And I'm like, but he's, he's, a, he's a smart man. He's got plans. He has strategy. He knows how he wants to do it. He's, he makes awesome music videos, too. If you haven't gone on his YouTube page yet, get on that. Larry, is it just Larry DeVille on YouTube? Yeah. Just Larry DeVille. Awesome, awesome videos as well for his music. All right. How many music videos do you have? Like four, maybe five? On the, on the YouTube, there's only like, yeah, like actual three. video, like not just the audience. I have a bunch, yeah. I have a ton, but like on the, on the, on the actual thing, uh, there's only four. I'm trying to find the right time. Yeah, you have Promise. You got uh, Lay It Down. Promise. Yeah. The real me. Yeah, real me. I'm releasing a couple songs soon. Hmm. Nice. Where is this song? I'm shooting a video for this song um, within the next month. And it's actually for my friend that passed away. Um, nice. It's like he, he passed uh, tragically and like suddenly. Um, like I got the call when I was at work. I just spoke to him the night before. I texted him afterwards and he didn't answer. Um, and he passed away. Um, so this song is about like the day of me finding out um, and like leading up to his his burial and stuff like that. And um, we're gonna like, we're gonna start shooting the video probably in two weeks for it. So it, it, no one's heard it before. My daughters think it's their favorite song because they oh. say it's i don't you i think you've heard it what, what's the name of it uh, i haven't even named it yet it's just it's his name right now let me see how do i change this don't play it actually start it actually no don't start it. i have to run to the bathroom don't start it yet talk to the audience okay talk to the audience <laughs> all right here's this one Oh, it's right there. What a bonehead I am. 
yeah so if you want to find my music you can literally go on any platform um and i'm under larry deville um just like this larry deville this is like hundreds of songs let me see more songs what else new tracks <laughs> um I'll show you all my handsome pitches. What's this one? Oh, just a stud muffin. Just a couple stud muffins. Just hanging out, being a, being a man dime. What's this one? Oh, that's from Something's Gotta Give with G.O.D. Yeah, but there's a lot of work coming out. Um, that is a fire background, by the way. <laughs> I told Alex that that's the one that he has to stick with. So let's make sure he rocks with that. And hopefully he hurries up and gets away from going pee. Look at this typography that we had made for the view. The new video that I'm going to be releasing soon. The next video I think I'm going to be releasing. Let's get that out of there. The view. Kind of fire. That'll be cool. Maybe I'll just show you guys the view video real quick too. I will. Screw it. Change your life, go with God, wish you fine, fuck with God, go and charge it to the game. 
Ready, Al? This is my favorite part. Hey. Oh. Nice. So I went to the bathroom. What did I miss? That's a video. So your new song, you just said you didn't do a video yet, did you? That's not, is that the new one? No, that's something that I shot a while ago. That's going to be coming out soon. Uh, the same one video, so hopefully not a lot of people watch it on here. Or maybe, you know, hopefully everybody watches it. Hope everybody watches it later, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a song called The View. Um, I was never seen that one. No? Nope. Yeah, that one came out cool. Um, I have a, I have so much stuff, dude. It's just like I want to get placements and I want to get paid now. So it's like. So you can't play it? No, I can play whatever I want. It's my music. I can do whatever I want with it. True. Um, um, I've just been stockpiling it. I have a pretty cool idea for what I'm doing with it all. So everything will be available at once, probably, which is kind of cool. Nice. So I can't really elaborate on that because um, I'll tell my big secret. But is it that a, was, I was just going to ask you something. Is this secret something I'm not supposed to talk about? Like not your music, but bigger than your music? Can I say it? After um, you said, you know, docu can I talk about a documentary? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's All right. Is that what you're doing with it? You stock So Larry's also got a documentary he's been working on. I've seen what was it, like a twenty minute clip of it, fifteen minute clip. You showed me like a clip. Huh? You showed me a clip of it. It was pretty sick. It was like yeah, fifteen should... Yeah, yeah uh, we were gonna ride somewhere. I don't even know where it is. Yeah, uh, uh that'll be out and it'll that'll be like there'll be more and more and more of that as well. Yeah, and you'll, you'll see a lot of story. Like, you, I'm assuming when you put out Lost in Boston, it's going to have a lot of your new music. Like, the actual... Lost in Boston has taken on so many different forms. And, like, yeah. it's, 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 it's finally reached its point where it's, like, I know what it's supposed to be. And I wouldn't have known what it was supposed to be if I didn't sit on it all up until this point. So, um, I finally have... <laughs> come up with the idea for it. it it really all just came to me and everything kind of happens for a reason like certain people showed up at the right times and like helped me get everything situated and started and COVID actually helped me come up with the idea and it'll be cool let me see I don't even know if I have it before you hit play I love that you just said that I, I wasn't asking like to show I was just telling people more about like you have a actually if you want to show it that'd be cool but if not like it's coming out. I don't. My suggestion was we gotta find a way to get it on Netflix, Larry, because I watch a lot of documentaries. And I'm like, dude, this is like Netflix. The first thing I said to you, what was it? I'm like, bro, this yeah. is Netflix quality. What? What are we doing here? Why is it on Netflix? <laughs> I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I watch documentaries all the time. I don't even know what my documentary is, to be honest with you. It might right. be. You just said something a second ago that I wanted to touch on. What did you just say before I jumped in? There? Do you remember? I don't know. It's all right, we'll come back. <gasps> oh, fuck. I, don't, I said, don't hit play. I said, don't hit play. <laughs> I hit delete. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Is that like bad, bad? Is it no, I'll be, I'll be able to get it again. Oh, delete this new music. Dummy. I'm just trying to find the video um, of it, just for my own personal performance. Larry DeVille, something's got to give. Thank you, are draft 
No, that's not it. The view, that's not it. The bridge, no. I don't even know where it is. It's somewhere. Actually, I have heard the view. I lied. I have heard the view. That was the view I just played. Yeah, and you're not going to be too happy about it, but when this gets posted, the quality wasn't great. It takes on turning it up. Like, just the way it was, the way it was recording from the computer, from the phone. You could hear it, but you couldn't really pick up the lyrics. And then yeah, when you turned it up, you could hear it. People in my building would snap if I started playing music. No, I know, I know. I do know that personally. Yeah. You could it was you could hear it as you turned it up, but when you did, like you could hear it clear at that point. I was like, oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's the way the phone picked it up. Um, I wish I remember what I was going to ask you. It was a good question. What about you, bro? What about me? Like, what, is your, what is your end game here? My end game? Yeah, like what do you want to do? So, like air vibes wise? Uh huh. Like here in this interview or air vibes wise? Like what do you mean? Like the whole AR vibes thing. Yeah, okay. Well, my end game is pretty straightforward for me. It's, you know, starting air vibes is very simple in the beginning. It's become not complicated, but like, as I keep evolving and growing in my journey, I get different ideas with it. Um, but the main goal, honestly, is when I found my purpose in life, it was to help people. When I found, and, and, and when I help other people find their purpose, like that's one of the biggest things is you know you found your purpose when you feel the most internal reward, that dopamine, serotonin. Like When you feel good doing things and it's passion and it's happiness, and you can do it every day. Like you could make music every day if that could, you, if you had enough money to pay all your bills, could see your kids enough, if everything was perfect, you would sing all day at that if you could. Like no question. No. No question. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, well, so yeah. yeah so for me, like, I had to find what I love doing, and it started with Jay Shetty. I'm gonna give him a shout out. Jay Shetty, I was in his life coaching program, and I, well, not my journey started there, but this part of it, and we went through a, a, a one hour program. It was a, like a you made diagrams and figured yourself out deeper. And in the end, I was like, wow, my purpose really is to help people. Nothing makes me happier in this world than when I can do something for somebody else and it literally makes their life better. And I'm like, how can I make that my life? And I started just brainstorming ideas. And it just, it, and it's, it's like when you're writing music, it became a creative thing. What can I do creative to help other people? And the air vibe started. The end game for me is help as many people as I can. And I want the, the biggest goal for AR Vibes is I want to have a big influence in bringing world peace in before I die or even after I die. I would love to hit 90 years old, 99 years old. I tell everyone to 100 and like right before that 100 be like, wow, like world peace is here. Like, wow, like there is no bad in this world anymore. Like, what happened? Like so many people know how to be happy. So many people know how to live their purpose. So many people know how to beat depression when it comes in. Because like you said, Everyone faces it. It comes in no matter what. It's how you handle it. And a lot of people don't know how to handle depression and anxiety and bad things in life. And that's why they get stuck in life. And I don't like seeing people suffer. So, and again, it's be a huge impact in bringing all world peace and helping as many people as possible. When I help one person, I feel good. When I help two people, I feel good. And I'm more than confident Air Vibes and the things that we've learned and the messages that we deliver are impactful enough so they can change someone's life. If you just follow the content, the you know the tips on meditation, the tips on flow state, just 
to me, like just understanding flow state changed my life. Just understanding how to meditate and not only how to meditate, the benefits of meditating changed my life. So like for me, it's, I guess, taking all the things that changed my life to make life magic. Like life is literally magic to me and say, how can I show everybody else how to have magic easily? And when I realized I could do that for people, that's what we do. That's what AR Vibe's band game is. Help as many as possible. Help younger kids not go through that phase of life is amazing. Life is amazing. Life sucks. Life sucks, too. Maybe it can be amazing again. Or it's definitely amazing again. I want to get rid of that middle ground. Like, I want children to be prepared that life is going to get hard. It doesn't have to be horrible. But it's going to be real. Like you're in the everything's perfect phase, but just because of society, until we can break society, if that makes sense. Until world peace is here, we don't have to live the way we do. Everything's going to go through it. So I'd rather what's have world peace? Huh? What's world peace? World peace to me is no war, no hatred, no greed with money. Maybe you need a, a way to have currency, sure, but we shouldn't have greed. It shouldn't be top one percent. Like. When I, le- I learned a lot about Coca-Cola and Pepsi today from like day one, and when I learned about like what they really have done in the industries of like getting restaurants and stores, it's it's literally drug cartel shit. It's McDonald's, Burger King, all of it. It's, it's drug cartel stuff, and they literally took drug cartel schemes and plots to control everybody and to have influence on everything we do. That it's it's hard to really right now envision a world with world peace. But it would, to me, it's, it's, it's much deeper. So I'll be honest. I, you know, I'm trying to not be too deep on this interview, but like, to me, it's way deeper. It's God and the devil. We're about to have a spiritual war here, in my opinion. I feel deeply about that. I think, you're just getting, I think you're just getting hip to it, bro. I think it's been around for a long time. It's been around. All right, you see you know what I'm saying. It's, it's been here. I'm trying to make it light for the audience. Like, it's, it's, it's going to be it's, – it's amplifying now from what I'm seeing. You're right. It's been here our whole lives before we started. It's been here for thousands of years. But time – let's go with time real quick. We only have time on Earth. Let's think about it. Our time is based off of the Earth spinning. Once you leave this atmosphere, what is time? So we don't have time. Time is literally irrelevant. We make up time. So, like, world peace is getting rid of all the bad. It's it's like we shouldn't have people molesting people. Why is that there? Because the devil is here. The devil tells you to molest the child. It does. And people, people like, everyone says, I don't know how someone could do that. I don't know how someone could do that. To many different things. Murder rape, uh, drug addiction. I don't know how someone can make the choices to do those things. But another famous line from Jesus, for those who have not sinned, cast the first stone, we have all done stupid shit because the devil influences us and we make a choice. We don't all cross the deep end and molest a child or rape a person. We don't all do that. We don't all murder somebody. But we all do things when the negative influence comes in and tells us to do it. We know it's wrong. God tells us it's wrong. We do it anyway. That's, Larry, that's world peace when, when God does his work. I feel like when people can learn how to live happily and everyone can live easily, like, I feel the wealthiest of the wealthiest, the best of the best that run the world, teach their kids how to be happy, how to be loved, all the right things, but also teach them how to make the life they want. And then they make sure that poor people stay poor. They make sure that bad communities stay bad communities. They don't want everyone to be equal in, in the success realm is what I'm getting at. So, like, that deterrent world peace all the way religion causes religion is probably the biggest flaw in having world peace you can't have world peace with religion because all the religions and that's the the other thing i've read texts in all of them they all are connected they're all connected 
yet we all fight over which one's more real. Like I've met Catholics who hate Muslims. I've met Muslims who hate Christians. And I'm like, you guys are tat. You all love God. And you're all like praised to these perfect people. But you're going to tell me you hate the other one? That doesn't make sense. But whole religions do it. You can't have world peace that way. It's impossible. Yeah. We need God. We need, we need God to come down here and be like, this is what earth is. This is how you live. If you do it wrong, it's horrible. If you do it right, it's easy. That's what Jesus tried to do, by the way. Jesus came down and was like, it's easy. It's magic. And then everyone's like, make him religion. And then ruined him. When he literally just showed humans how to be humans and love life. And we ruined it. I feel like that needs to happen again, but in a bigger scene, like with God. Like, literally come down and slap the shit out of everybody. You know? This is easy. This is really easy. You guys make this hard. You know? Mm -hmm. We live in the beautiful, like, we can see what NASA showed us from other planets. Is it not clear that Earth is the most beautiful thing we've ever seen? Like, what it can do all around? <laughs> Why would we not enjoy this place and love it and be nice to it? doesn't make sense. You take for granted. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. It literally doesn't make sense. Like, the simple things of, we need oxygen to breathe, yet we destroy rainforests to make more luxury for wealthy people. What? Mm -hmm. We need trees to breathe. Oh, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. We don't need rainforests. You're right. That was a long answer, but that's where everybody's going. We're going to help as many people as we can. We're going to impact as many people. We're going to help bring world peace by showing people how to live, how we live. We live differently, but we still live on good paths. Mm -hmm. If everyone lived on a good path, like if you just made the choice to say, I'm no longer going to do devil shit, bad shit, I'm just going to live on a good path. Sounds like it's hard. Sounds like it's crazy. It's not. One of my, one of my clients right now is a friend of mine. I don't even like calling him a client. One of my clients, a friend. He's quitting. He's quit drugs. He had a drug problem or anything. He's like, he is so connected with God right now. The last time he called me and told me he screwed up and did drugs, he was crying so hard. He's like, bro, it's, I don't get it. He's like, God won't leave me alone now. Why'd you do this to me? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's beautiful. He's like, it's good. He's like, but I tried to mess up. He's like, God was right there right away. Just like, what are you doing? And I was like, it just—it was the most awkward feeling, but the best feeling I've ever had. And he's been clean now for 60 days. I'm proud of him. But the big thing is, once you once you really feel that connection, you can get rid of the negative. Everyone can. If we all just live with good intentions, the world would be perfect. We did world peace. It sounds hard. Can't get everyone to think that, but we can, Larry. Got to start at schools. It's got to start at home, and it has to start with people knowing that it's real. That's the other thing. If I tell you that law of attraction is real and you can manifest anything you want, like you can tell God to send you a sign and you'll see it. If you can't believe that, it's never going to be a thought. Like, hey, you literally have to know it's real. You know what I mean? Like, and that's hard. That's hard. Big answer. <laughs> you I'm glad you said it, though. Yeah, it's hard. It gives you a chance you. to, like, talk about it and say it out loud so you can kind of, like, rethink what your purpose here is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been thinking about it the other day and it's been hard to accept because I know I can still teach people. And my, my buddy Mike was here the other day and he's like, bro, you know what someone just told me today? And I'm like, what? He's like, someone told me I got to be a preacher. And I'm like, really? He's like, I felt it through my soul. I'm like, you know, it's weird. The last three times I meditated, God's like put that message in me. He's like, just talk about me and show people me and they'll be, their life will be perfect. And you know that. And I'm like, I know. He's like, if you can really make them feel me, their life will be perfect. I'm like, I know. He's like, let's just do that then. And I'm like, no, AR vibes is my thing. But it keeps reminding me I can do both. And I keep trying not to tie the two. So that's the problem I'm having in my head. But I'm trying to reevaluate the purpose because they're both my purpose. Like, I know for a fact 
during my third awakening, my a big purpose in my life is to talk about God for sure. He needs me to do it. He wants me to do it. Mm-hmm. I make people feel it. Like I've done it in part. Like people literally have to, I'm getting the chills. Oh my God, my whole body's tingling. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's how it works. When you, it's good that you have that. It's beautiful. You had it before me. It's, and you know what? I, and that's where I want to tie in that you had the Catholic upbringing. So you still had something. Like, yeah. This is, I'm going to say this because I said it the other day to my buddy. Tell me how this sounds to you, Jeremy. We're born where the body, like you said, mind, body, soul, machine, energy comes in, the soul comes in, you're alive. You come out of that sack where you're breathing underwater because of the placenta and the umbilical cord, but you're underwater and you don't need oxygen at all. It's pretty impressive. Actually, lie, oxygen comes from the placenta that attached to the sack. I get what's happening. So don't question me, women that have had babies. I'm trying my best to describe what happens. My point is this thing, this human comes out and now takes a breath and starts screaming. I have a child, Larry has two children, we've seen this. Baby starts yelling, what happened? Where am I? What am I doing? Calm down, here's mommy. Baby calms down most of the time. It's soothing, it's comforting. That is an oxytocin release. That is a bonding moment. The chemical automatically comes from mom and baby. Larry, you know this about dogs. The same thing works with dogs. That first bonding moment with dogs is always unbelievable. Like, oh my God. You both release oxytocin. That's lifelong. And where I'm going is like, you're born, you come in, and all you have is God, no devil. This is my view. This is what God told me. Tell me how it rings. You have God and then the world. That's it. So you're learning the world. You're learning how to talk. You're learning what's hot and what's cold. You're learning what's loud and what's quiet. Yeah, I think, that's what, I think that's what consciousness is. Yes, you're conscious. You get what I'm saying? You're, you're fully conscious as a baby. You're not subconscious. You can't be. It has to be developed. So you're, it's developing every time you learn something. You're like, ah, ah, that's scary. That's good. That's bad. Now, Larry, you live in a farm and your family has every animal around you. Imagine being a one-year-old infant and all of a sudden a pig comes over and starts licking your face. That's probably horrifying. Think about it. What the hell is that thing? Or maybe that makes somebody love animals because it didn't scare them at all. Like, so the subconscious bill, but here's where it gets weird. This is what I'm seeing. God's there. And then all of a sudden I feel like God never leaves. God's that intuition. We all have an intuition as a kid. And I can remember being a little kid. We've talked about this. You can remember being a little kid. A lot of people can't remember being a little kid. I remember I always had this connection. The same connection I have now that I give to God, and it's beautiful and it's amplified by 500. That was five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but I didn't know what it was. It was just a little voice in my head that we played games and we talked. And he said, do this. And then good things happened. And I was like, holy shit, that was cool. And he was like, ha it's fun. I'm like, it's awesome. All good things. But then the bad voices start coming in. But here's what people don't understand. It's yin and yang. I got a yin yang on the other wall. They sound the same. That's what's fucked up in this world. They sound exactly the same. So that voice that guided you your whole life as a baby but your beliefs and your parents and the religion you learned and everything else guide you to takes away what God is. Cause now religion taught you a God. And now Jesus is God. If you brought it that way, Jesus is God. Okay. So this thing that's been talking to me is not God. Okay. So you automatically cut that out of your mind. My intuition is not God. God is this guy. I got to worship this guy. He came to earth as God. Okay. But then you get to a point where you're like, this sounds crazy. Cause you're a kid and it doesn't make sense. You go away from it. The devil comes in with his little voice, and you think it's the voice you've always heard. And he says, try the drug. It's all right. Yeah, go fuck that girl. Look at her ass. What? God doesn't talk like that, but you keep going with it and going with it, and then all of a sudden it's like, I'll give you money if you do this. 
you can have that if you do this, and you just keep going. But the beautiful part is God comes back. God ne God's never gone. The only difference is you hit a certain age and the devil comes in. That's what I feel deeply. And that's where depression comes in, anxiety, everything. It's natural. And you got to learn to listen to God again, that intuition saying, no, 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 that's bad. And you know it's there. I know it's there. We all have made bad decisions and knew the intuition told us not to first. We all know it. So many people deny that that's not real. You're going to tell me every time something horrible is happening in your life, you didn't get signs or something saying, don't do it, don't do it, and you did it anyway. And people are like, well, I guess. What do you mean you guess? It's, everyone goes to do it. God's there telling you stop. And then finally, you can have a rebirth, Larry, a start over, like you said. And I think that really happens, either midlife crisis or the awakening. I think that's what the awakening is. It's the, the, that gap of what are these two different voices I'm hearing? One always tells me bad. The other one tells me good. Oh, it's like the devil and the angel on your shoulder. That's weird. And you start to learn and embrace, and then you really trust one. And if you do, life skyrockets. That's how I look at it. Like, you got to know that it's the process that the devil's always there. God's always there. And when I look at music and the industry, forget about it, Justin Bieber, Britney Spears, I just listen to their lyrics. I'm like, they're literally telling everyone how they're fighting both of them. They're literally like, I love God. But then this guy's saying, yeah, I'll go do drugs. I'll sit lean. It's not like, why are we teaching the kids that? It's the devil. And the devil's winning in that industry. But it's changing. World peace is coming. But that's the beauty of music, too. And, like, I don't think that you should take things so literally because music is such a creative, figurative thing. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't, like, I think, like, like, me and you were talking about Kurt Cobain the other day. Like, Kurt Cobain was one of my, like, biggest influences. And I really, like, got even more into Kurt Cobain when I got separated and started realizing stuff about his personal life that I didn't know. But, like, you you mentioned, like, lyrics um, that Kurt Cobain had written. And he was he was and is, like, still spoken, uh, spoken about as, like, one of the best, like, and most cryptic lyricists in music like ever yeah but like to think that like it's just like understanding god like to think that you really understand god is almost ignorant in a sense because like no one understands what the shit is this is just like your perception and what makes the most sense to you but like the lyrics that that, that people read it's so easy to misconstrue them and if you want to believe them to be something like you can go down whatever rabbit hole you want and believe that and like Kurt Cobain even is an interview, an interview that I watched <clears throat> recently in like 96 or 98 no I don't even know what it was it was whatever but um was it the, on was, a boat like on the outside in like Canada or something? yeah and he's talking yeah. about it and, and they're like well what do these lyrics mean and this this and this and he's like that's the funny part about it it's like I don't really write the lyrics to mean and in and, and get that you know conceived the way people do he's like this is just people's interpretation of what i'm saying he goes a lot of the time that's not really what i'm getting at it's just things that i jumbled together like over time so i mean a lot of songs have that message where it's like you you look at them and, and you're like this dude is literally scared to tell me something and then this is a cryptic message and you know it's all up for interpretation and that's the beauty of it i think yeah, and I love that you brought that up too because I remember watching that interview and he's, that, like he says, he's like, I just make it. Like, it just comes. The music comes and I just do it. And yeah. He's like, and he hated, the, the thing I love him the most is he hated 
and this is where I bring, I know I bring God and the devil as much, like, he hated Not Another Teen Spirit. He hated doing that song. He hated doing it live. Every time he did it live, he would do it. Smells like Teen Spirit. Huh? Smells oh, like smell, Teen Yeah, Smells Like Spirit. He hated doing that song live, bro. He hated it. And he, in the interviews, he said it. And he were in the MTV Unplugged, the last, you see the acoustic, I know you saw the acoustic one he did. They didn't do that song. Like, they refused. And he, and he never talked about it enough in the interviews I watched. Maybe you've seen more and know. But he, he always just, he wouldn't tell you enough about why he hated that song. I know it was one of, it was his biggest hit to get him going. No, it was but, a joke. Yeah, it was a bad, yeah, it started off on like, it was like spray painted on a wall and they were making fun of him and. Like he, like they literally, it's something about, uh, like literally something smelled like Teen Spirit. I can't remember what it did. was. They said he smelled like it. Yeah. It was something on the wall and they're like, oh, Kurt smells like Teen Spirit. And he's like, ha ha ha. And then like, it got in his head. Yeah. But like, I don't know. When I saw him perform that song live, it was creepy to me. Like I've seen Kurt Cobain live in many different scenes and like, he, ah, for me, it's hard to understand. Like, I saw very dark, dark life. And then in the end, I saw very, like, happy, like, positive. And then he died. It just didn't make sense to me. We've talked about that separately. Like, we both think he was killed. But anyway, like, he literally went from very depressed to, like, literally happy. Like, people called him the Jesus man. All he did was talk about God. And then he killed himself, apparently, as he found God. Okay. And he even said, because I found God. Like, he's done with the devil. Like, okay. Alright. Actually that song, the lyrics for I go deep place. I like it, I'm not gonna crack. And then this is cause I found God. I think he's singing to the devil. He's like, I like the stuff you try to do to me, because it's always pleasure and fun and nice, but I'm not yes. breaking this time. I'm too strong. You broke me many times. I'm good. Yeah. You know that. That's how I look at the devil. The devil comes through love too. God is love and the devil knows that God is love and the devil plays love. Yeah. That's the best way to get to us. We all fall to love. That's what kills us all and kills us all. <laughs> yep. It's wild. That was good. Did you enjoy your first interview with AR Vibes as an AR Vibes? Yeah. yeah, it was good. Totally good was on time. the fly. It was good. You're going to be on stuff. more anyway. You're going to need to be on more podcasts anyway. Yeah, for sure. We're going to need to make it happen. And Larry, lastly, you gotta tell people where they can find you, like the, your music. Yeah. Where can they look you up on online, social? Every platform is um, is Larry Deville, uh, six one seven, or just find me at Larry Deville on any platform, whether it's YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, iTunes, anything. Um, and soon, uh, Lost in Boston is gonna be a website. So, oh yes, yeah. And so. anybody in the Boston. Somerville, Medford area that wants a beautifully done professional haircut and shave, where can they find you? 968 Broadway in Somerville. Uh, we're called 968 The Shop. Yeah, so COVID is making things kind of hard, so we're not really open. We're open, but we're not. No, we're not. Time out. We got to talk signs. We got to talk signs before we end this. Remember I said I needed to ask you something earlier and I couldn't remember what it was and I said it'll come back? Yeah. You just brought it back. Thank you. COVID. I was going to bring up COVID as everyone's so stressed about COVID and how bad it is. COVID is the biggest blessing in disguise saying, find something you're passionate about and do it and just see what happens. You're probably getting unemployment. I'm not going to lie. I am. Like people talk crap about it. Like, oh my God, all these people on unemployment. I'm 30. I've never had it once in my life. I've been working since I was 14. 
COVID made it this way. I didn't make it this way. So people who are mad, I'm sorry. It isn't my, I did not make the world like this right now. COVID did. But my point is, COVID is a fucking blessing in disguise. You can take any passion you're thinking about right now. You know, you get what I'm saying. Have you had more yeah. time to make music because of this? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I wanted to ask earlier. Like, it's, it's, people are so stressed about, like, you got to find the silver lining in it. You got to look at it as, like, what can I do because of this? Not, oh, my God, life is horrible. This sucks. In any, in any situation. In any situation. Yeah. No. yeah, exactly. The one thing that I think I can take from this whole thing is that I've, I've been, like, such a stickler since I was a kid about working so hard. Like, like head down, you know, chomping at the bit. And I found way more time for myself. I didn't work today. I know. We talked earlier. I was like, you're not working? I was confused. So, like, it's Wednesday. You're like, yeah. Took the day off. I'm like, what? <laughs> not even. It's just I like, can't work. So, it's like, but I don't mind it. What I'm saying, like, normally, like, my... I've never not been able to work, but not working would have bothered me. And like now I don't work and I'm just like, it's okay. Like it'll go back to normal at some point. Yeah. You know? And if not, you got more time to do things that make you happy. Well, you can. Like heal. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> I dropped you. All right. All right. So guys, you, know, you guys know where you can find Larry. Larry. Love you as a brother. I appreciate you for jumping on. Uh, I love that we went not scripted too. Yeah. If there's anything we didn't cover, we are doing a second interview. We'll talk about it. Uh, on cool. top of that, I'll be sharing all your new content once it comes out. So Thank you. Make sure everyone sees it. And Thank you. I wish you guys the best of luck too. I'm so I'm glad to be part of the whole movement, but I'm also glad to see you do your own thing and you know be happy. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to seeing how many people find your music. Yeah, let's hope hopefully I get some streams and plays. Yeah. Did you want to throw one more song in there? Are you ready to get out of here? Look at you. You're going to bed. <laughs> I am. I'm beat. I got to get up early. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Thank right, you. Bro. No problem. And, it was and nice talking to you. Thank you guys for watching. If you, Even though it's not live, we're going to pretend it's live. Thanks for well, watching. It's live. <laughs> Later, bro. Later, bro.